Welcome to Uranites for Chemistry. Chemistry is the science of molecules and their transformations. It is a science, not so much of the 100 elements but of the infinite variety of molecules that may be built from them. Uranites for Chemistry starts at basic level, helping you to prepare for college, pre-med, NEET or pre-engineering. Initially the syllabus is broken into topics related to physical, inorganic and organic. This initial part is the structure of atoms, energetics and reactions. This is basic level 1 with 8 parts. Amongst other things it has, structure of atom, classification of elements and periodicity and properties, chemical bonding and molecular structure, states of matter, thermodynamics, equilibrium, redox and hydrogen. In basic 1 you will learn, terms of structure, spontaneity and direction of equilibrium. The periodic table is the thread that will weave it all together. The second, basic level 2, deals with inorganic and organic chemistry. Currently, you are into the midst of states of matter and it has seven constituent subparts which you have to grasp. They are intermolecular forces, thermal energy and Boyle's law, Charles' law, density and molar mass of a gaseous substance, kinetic energy and molecular speeds. Behavior of real gases deviation from ideal gas behavior, and liquid state. To completely understand states of matter, ensure that you listen to all the sections. Auditory mode of reading is a preferred valedictory method while being highly referred by teachers. Audio works as an accompaniment in recall and reassimilation of concepts. Finally, in times when road is necessary, audio is unparalleled. Please do not forget to like, subscribe, bell, comment and message. We eagerly wait for them. We will promptly action, address read and reply the comments that you will leave behind, and from whichever platform you are replying from. It will not only help improve hone and deliver our skills, we will be able to help you achieve what you are aiming for. Consequently, the particles must have different speeds, which go on changing constantly. It is possible to show that though the individual speeds are changing, the distribution of speeds remains constant at a particular temperature. 6. If a molecule has variable speed, then it must have a variable kinetic energy. Under these circumstances, we can talk only about average kinetic energy. In kinetic theory, it is assumed that average kinetic energy of the gas molecules is directly proportional to the absolute temperature. It is seen that on heating a gas at constant volume, the pressure increases. On heating the gas, kinetic energy of the particles increases and these strike the walls of the container more frequently, thus, exerting more pressure. Kinetic theory of gases allows us to derive theoretically all the gas laws studied in the previous sections. Calculations and predictions based on kinetic theory of gases agree very well with the experimental observations and thus establish the correctness of this model. 5.9 Behavior of real gases Deviation from ideal gas behavior. Our theoretical model of gases corresponds very well with the experimental observations. Difficulty arises when we try to test how far the relation PV equals nRT reproduce actual pressure volume temperature relationship of gases. To test this point, we plot PV versus P plot of gases because at constant temperature, PV will be constant, Boyle's law, and PV versus P graph at all pressures will be a straight line parallel to x axis. Figure 5.10 shows such a plot constructed from actual data for several gases at 273 K. 
It can be seen easily that a constant temperature PV versus P plot for real gases is not a straight line. There is a significant deviation from ideal behavior. Two types of curves are seen. In the curves for dihydrogen and helium, as the pressure increases the value of PV also increases. The second type of plot is seen in the case of other gases like carbon monoxide and methane. In these plots first there is a negative deviation from ideal behavior. The PV value decreases with increasing pressure and reaches to a minimum value characteristic of a gas. After that PV value starts increasing. The curve then crosses the line for ideal gas and after that shows positive deviation continuously. It is thus, found that real gases do not follow ideal gas equation perfectly under all conditions. Deviation from ideal behavior also becomes apparent when pressure versus volume plot is drawn. The pressure versus volume plot of experimental data, real gas, and that theoretically calculated from Boyle's law, ideal gas, should coincide. Figure 5.11 shows these plots. It is apparent that at very high pressure the measured volume is more than the calculated volume. At low pressures, measured and calculated volumes approach each other. It is found that real gases do not follow Boyle's law, Charles' law and Avogadro's law perfectly under all conditions. Now two questions arise. 1. Why do gases deviate from the ideal behavior? 2. What are the conditions under which gases deviate from ideality? We get the answer of the first question if we look into postulates of kinetic theory once again. We find that two assumptions of the kinetic theory do not hold good. These are a. There is no force of attraction between the molecules of a gas. b. Volume of the molecules of a gas is negligibly small in comparison to the space occupied by the gas. If assumption, a, is correct, the gas will never liquefy. However, we know that gases do liquefy when cooled and compressed. Also, liquids formed are very difficult to compress. This means that forces of repulsion are powerful enough and prevent squashing of molecules in tiny volume. If assumption, B, is correct, the pressure versus volume graph of experimental data, real gas, and that theoretically calculated from Boyle's law, ideal gas, should coincide. Real gases show deviations from ideal gas law because molecules interact with each other. At high pressures molecules of gases are very close to each other. Molecular interactions start operating. At high pressure, molecules do not strike the walls of a container with full impact because these are dragged back by other molecules due to molecular attractive forces. This affects the pressure exerted by the molecules on the walls of the container. Thus, the pressure exerted by the gas is lower than the pressure exerted by the ideal gas. P ideal equals P real plus N squared divided by V squared. Here, A is a constant. Repulsive forces also become significant. Repulsive interactions are short-range interactions and are significant when molecules are almost in contact. This is the situation at high pressure. The repulsive forces cause the molecules to behave as small but impenetrable spheres. The volume occupied by the molecules also becomes significant because instead of moving in volume 5, these are now restricted to volume, VNB, where NB is approximately the total volume occupied by the molecules themselves. Here, B is a constant. Having taken into account the corrections for pressure and volume, we can rewrite equation as P plus N squared divided by V squared, V, NB, equals NRT. Equation, 5.31, is known as Van der Waals equation. 
In this equation n is number of moles of the gas. Constants a and b are called van der Waals constants and their value depends on the characteristic of a gas. Value of a is measure of magnitude of intermolecular attractive forces within the gas and is independent of temperature and pressure. Also, at very low temperature, intermolecular forces become significant. As the molecules travel with low average speed, these can be captured by one another due to attractive forces. Real gases show ideal behavior when conditions of temperature and pressure are such that the intermolecular forces are practically negligible. The real gases show ideal behavior when pressure approaches zero. The deviation from ideal behavior can be measured in terms of compressibility factor Z, which is the ratio of product PV and NRT. Mathematically, Z equals PV divided by NRT. For ideal gas Z equals 1 at all temperatures and pressures because PV equals NRT. The graph of Z versus P will be a straight line parallel to pressure axis, figure 5.12. For gases which deviate from ideality, value of Z deviates from unity. At very low pressures all gases shown have Z1 and behave as ideal gas. At high pressure all the gases have Z greater than 1. These are more difficult to compress. At intermediate pressures, most gases have Z less than 1. Thus gases show ideal behavior when the volume occupied is large so that the volume of the molecules can be neglected in comparison to it. In other words, the behavior of the gas becomes more ideal when pressure is very low. Up to what pressure a gas will follow the ideal gas law, depends upon nature of the gas and its temperature. The temperature at which a real gas obeys ideal gas law over an appreciable range of pressure is called boil temperature or boil point. Boil point of a gas depends upon its nature. Above their boil point, real gases show positive deviations from ideality and Z values are greater than 1. The forces of attraction between the molecules are very feeble. Below boil temperature real gases first show decreasing Z value with increasing pressure, which reaches a minimum value. On further increasing pressure, the value of Z increases continuously. Above explanation shows that at low pressure and high temperature gases show ideal behavior. These conditions are different for different gases. More insight is obtained in the significance of Z if we note the following derivation. Z equals PV real divided by NRT. If the gas shows ideal behavior then V ideal, NRT divided by P. On putting this value of an equation we have Z equals V real divided by V ideal. From equation we can see that compressibility factor is the ratio of actual molar volume of a gas to the molar volume of it, if it were an ideal gas at that temperature and pressure. In the following sections we will see that it is not possible to distinguish between gaseous state and liquid state and that liquids may be considered as continuation of gas phase into a region of small volumes and very high molecular attraction. We will also see how we can use isotherms of gases for predicting the conditions for liquefaction of gases. 5.10 Liquefaction of Gases First complete data on pressure-volume-temperature relations of a substance in both gaseous and liquid state was obtained by Thomas Andrews on carbon dioxide. He plotted isotherms of carbon dioxide at various temperatures, figure 5.13. Later on it was found that real gases behave in the same manner as carbon dioxide. Andrews noticed that at high temperatures isotherms look like that of an ideal gas and the gas cannot be liquefied even at very high pressure. As the temperature is lowered, shape of the curve changes and data show considerable deviation from ideal behavior. 
At 30.98 degrees Celsius carbon dioxide remains gas up to 73 atmospheric pressure. Pointy in figure 5.13. At 73 atmospheric pressure, liquid carbon dioxide appears for the first time. The temperature 30.98 degrees Celsius is called critical temperature, Tc, of carbon dioxide. This is the highest temperature at which liquid carbon dioxide is observed. Above this temperature it is gas. Volume of one mole of the gas at critical temperature is called critical volume, Vc, and pressure at this temperature is called critical pressure, Pc. The critical temperature, pressure and volume are called critical constants. Further increasing pressure simply compresses the liquid carbon dioxide and the curve represents the compressibility of the liquid. The steep line represents the isotherm of liquid. Even a slight compression results in steep rise in pressure indicating very low compressibility of the liquid. Below 30.98 degrees Celsius, the behavior of the gas on compression is quite different. At 21.5 degrees Celsius, carbon dioxide remains as a gas only up to point B. At point B, liquid of a particular volume appears. Further compression does not change the pressure. Liquid and gaseous carbon dioxide coexist and further application of pressure results in the condensation of more gas until the point C is reached. At point C, all the gas has been condensed and further application of pressure merely compresses the liquid as shown by steep line. A slight compression from volume V2 to V3 results in steep rise in pressure from P2 to P3. Below 30.98 degrees Celsius, critical temperature, each curve shows the similar trend. Only length of the horizontal line increases at lower temperatures. At critical point horizontal portion of the isotherm merges into one point. Thus we see that a point like A in the figure 5.13 represents gaseous state. A point like D represents liquid state and a point under the dome-shaped area represents existence of liquid and gaseous carbon dioxide in equilibrium. All the gases upon compression at constant temperature, isothermal compression, show the same behavior as shown by carbon dioxide. Also above discussion shows that gases should be cooled below their critical temperature for liquefaction. Critical temperature of a gas is highest temperature at which liquefaction of the gas first occurs. Liquefaction of so-called permanent gases, that is, gases which show continuous positive deviation in z-value, requires cooling as well as considerable compression. Compression brings the molecules in close vicinity and cooling slows down the movement of molecules therefore, intermolecular interactions may hold the closely and slowly moving molecules together and the gas liquefies. It is possible to change a gas into liquid or liquid into gas by a process in which always a single phase is present. For example in figure 5.13, we can move from point A to F vertically by increasing the temperature. Then we can reach the point G by compressing the gas at the constant temperature along this isotherm, isotherm at 31.1 degrees Celsius. The pressure will increase. Now we can move vertically down towards D by lowering the temperature. As soon as we cross the point H on the critical isotherm we get liquid. We end up with liquid but in this series of changes we do not pass through two-phase region. If process is carried out at the critical temperature, substance always remains in one phase. Thus there is continuity between the gaseous and liquid state. The term fluid is used for either a liquid or a gas to recognize this continuity. Thus a liquid can be viewed as a very dense gas. Liquid and gas can be distinguished only when the fluid is below its critical temperature and its pressure and volume lie under the dome. Since in that situation liquid and gas are in equilibrium and a surface separating the two phases is visible.
In the absence of this surface there is no fundamental way of distinguishing between two states. At critical temperature, liquid passes into gaseous state imperceptibly and continuously. The surface separating two phases disappears. A gas below the critical temperature can be liquefied by applying pressure, and is called vapor of the substance. Carbon dioxide gas below its critical temperature is called carbon dioxide vapor. Critical constants for some common substances are given in Table 5.4. Table 5.4. Critical constants for some substances. Substance TC slash K PC slash bar VC slash dimecube per mole Substance H2 33.2 TC slash K 12.97 PC slash bar 12.97 VC slash dimecube per mole 0 0.0650 Substance HE TC slash K 5.3 PC slash bar 2.29 VC slash dimecube per mole 0 0.0650 Substance N2 TC slash K 126.0 PC slash bar 33.9 VC slash dimecube per mole 0 0.0900 Substance O2 TC slash K 154.3 PC slash bar 50.4 VC slash dimecube per mole 0 0.0744 Substance CO2 TC slash K 304.10 PC slash bar 73.9 VC slash dimecube per mole 0 0.0956 Substance H2O TC slash K 647.1 PC slash bar 220.6 VC slash dimecube per mole 0 0.0450 Substance NH3 TC slash K 405.5 PC slash bar 113.0 VC slash dimecube per mole 0 0.0723 Problem 5.5 Gases possess characteristic critical temperature which depends upon the magnitude of intermolecular forces between the gas particles. Critical temperatures of ammonia and carbon dioxide are 405.5 K and 304.10 K respectively. Which of these gases will liquefy first when you start cooling from 500 K to their critical temperature? Solution Ammonia will liquefy first because its critical temperature will be reached first. 
Liquefaction of CO2 will require more cooling. A message from Reploom. If you like the episode and do leave us a rating and a note in Apple, Spotify or wherever platform you watch your podcast from, these ratings will help us improve our skills. Urania, the muse of knowledge is our custodian and our paragon, because our vision is twofold. To impart impartial knowledge and make stoke patients much bigger than what they were earlier. Stroke is the second leading cause of death amongst persons above 60 years of age, the fifth leading cause of death amongst 15-59-year-old population and a leading cause of disability worldwide. 17 million people worldwide suffer a stroke each year of which 6.2 million will die and 5 million will remain permanently disabled. We at Rebloom are committed to helping patients much better than when they were, when they were debilitated by a stroke. All the episodes have been designed, created and made by a surviving stroke patient, albeit with the help of neural network language and artificial intelligence. If you like the episode and would want to help make such more of them, do think about navigating our Patreon website, www.patreon.com slash We thank you for your unwavering support.